to the art broadcast. The art broadcast. I feel like it's been so long but since hey, we spoke to all twelve of you. It is summertime, so <laughs> give us you a dearly. break. I mean, yeah, we um we took a little break. We're gonna call this season two. Oh yeah, season two. Teasing. Teasing two. Teasing two. Episode one. One. Mm. You mind repeating everything you're saying? A little bit. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's fine. I. Right, 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 right. It's like an echo. So, um, who are we going to talk about? Oh, you wanted me oh. to say her name. Right. So, we're going to talk about a. Wait, did we introduce ourselves? Oh, no. So, we're the art broadcast. Um, I'm Clarissa. I'm Rebecca. I'm finally Mancia. Look at you. I'm not saying my last name. Though. Okay, you won't. I, I think we already said it one time. No, I hope not. It's not on your Instagram. No way. Right. Okay. Right. Nobody. Nobody go anywhere near the Google search bar. Right. Right. For right. Anybody. Just look up the art broadcast, and that's it. Um. <laughs> so, who are we doing today? Um. So today we're doing Shoen Uemura. So this one's gonna be interesting and different for us. Yeah, we're doing a Japanese artist, mm-hmm. um, a little older also than we tend to do. She was born in 1875 and died in 1949. So Yeah, so the information we, well, the information that Rebbe here has been able to gather is scarce and um, contradictory at times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which goes to show that female artists are very poorly documented. I mean, true. I... I'm not sure how many books have been written about her, about Shoen, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely not a lot that have been translated to English. Right. I'll tell you that uh, for the Western world. But she was one of the Google Doodles one time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I, did, I, was go- I was looking it up and I was like, oh, shit. That's cute. Go Google. Good for them. Okay. They got something right. Good for you. All right. But yeah, so she... Um, She's a badass. She lived for a long time. She did a lot. She was um, sort of in Japan at the time, as Mm -hmm. with many times in history for women. Mm -hmm. They didn't have very many opportunities outside of the household. So she was the first woman recipient of the Order of Culture, which is Japan's highest award for cultural achievement. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty great in and of itself. But yeah, she painted during like some interesting periods of Japan too, which I think is kind of tough. Right. They a lot of um, from what I've read, Japanese culture is sort of dictated by who's in power at the time. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of what their eras are named after. So like the Shawa era is the reign under the Emperor Shawa. So Right. And so she painted a lot um, during this era. Mm-hmm. This period of time. Right. I think it started in 1860s. Um, like 18, 1900 or somewhere around there. But We're not ready for a history break. I'm sorry. Not yet. No. Not We've got right. a lot of asterisks okay. later on. I know. Right. Right. That's, that's mush. Um, <laughs> Y'all quit talking. Um, <laughs> Don't talk about history. Yet. We haven't done the break. Technically, this is a history Yeah, podcast. this one's pretty... Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Right. right. We talk a lot about other stupid random shit, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for the most part, it is... Just like true crime, people don't think that art history is actual. Right. History. Right. Bastards. It's real. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she 
is known for her Bijinga style paintings. So, disclaimer. I knew that you were going to say that. I'm not, I gotta put it out there. Right. Just so y'all know, which I'm sure you guys can suspect already, Rebby and I don't speak a lick of Japanese. Unfortunately. I know. It sounds like a very interesting language. Okay, like the little that we've been Google translating (laughs) is so beautiful. Right. Yeah. Like ure mura. It's like all very like fluid, like they're singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike English. Exactly. It's ugly and terrible. Garbage. <laughs> um, okay, so that's the disclaimer. We don't speak Japanese. There's a lot of Japanese words and names and terms here. So I mean, what do I always we apologize? Say? I well, can barely speak English. Right. So don't don't hold it against us, honestly. Okay. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> We're doing the best we can, okay? Right. Um, but anyway, so she paints in the Bijinga style mm-hmm. of painting, which is a generic term for uh, pictures, like woodcuts or um, paintings of beautiful women in Japanese art. Mm-hmm. And then that genre that that falls into is ukiyo-e. Ukiyo-e. That's ukiyo-e. right. Ukiyo-e. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Look at you. I'm Damn. so proud. I oh, did my not. God. We're probably saying it wrong regardless, though. But I mean, regardless. Hey, but you're trying. I'm we still it. celebrating this. Um, yeah, okay, so you tell me what that is. Um, so ukiyo-e is a genre that's basically what um, we would call wood woodblock prints. Um, what are woodblock prints, Rebecca? Uh, they're carved pieces of wood. Of woodblock. <laughs> of woodblock. Hey, people out there don't know what say, No, no, that's are. true. And then you roll or paint some ink on there, and then you stamp it. And then you stamp it. You do a stamp. Yeah, so you carve a little image on the woodblock, and then as Rebby said, you roll the ink on it, and then you transfer the image from the woodblock onto preferably rice paper here in this situation, right? Right. I mean, yeah, the... Or Silk. Or silk. silk. Yeah, a lot of her works are on silk. Okay. Which, like, just adds a layer of delicacy. Yeah. Um, But these paintings uh, often depicted kabuki actors, sumo wrestlers, scenes from history, folk tales, landscapes, um, flora, fauna, and then, of course, the beautiful women and erotica sometimes. Um, but yeah, this was popular in Japan um, from the 17th through the 19th century. So like a big part of Japanese culture and mm-hmm. art history. Nice. Yeah, and so <coughs> Ido, which is now oh, I'm oh. sorry. Okay. This art is hist- this is a history break, not related to art. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ido, which is now modern Tokyo. Um, often also refers to a time in Japanese history between 1603 and 1868, um, in which Japan was under the rule of Tokugawa. Tokugawa. Um, and it's the last feder- feudal military <clears throat> government in the country. Um, and it was a time of economic growth, strict social, social order, um, and also is- isolationist foreign policy. Um, welcome to America, present day. Right. Um, and then, yeah, arts and a boom in arts and culture. Um, so the merchant class, which is at the bottom of the social food chain, as is always the case, um, benefited from the city's economic growth the most. And this 
part of the population enjoyed kabuki theater and frequented the quote-unquote pleasure districts. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, and that's where they would visit geishas, which mm. is... Uh, um, they're often misconstrued as, like... Um, prostitutes sex workers yeah, yeah but yeah. they with there because they have the distinct makeup and the kimonos but they were about entertainment through ancient traditions of art and dance and singing um there were also sex workers but that's a completely different um profession mm-hmm. from a geisha uh and then so during this time ukiyo um or floating city which is what it means in English, came to describe this hedonistic lifestyle. Um, and then the ukiyo-e images, painted and printed scenes of the lifestyle were popular among the merchant class, which grew a lot during this economic boom. Um, so that's just like a little bit about yeah, Japan. A little, a little bit about... like set the scene. Yeah. yeah. So Shoen was born after this um, time period. Um, so... She benefited from... Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, So women could paint um, and be considered cultured and greatly admired. Um, But as long as they kind of um, stayed behind closed doors, didn't really show any kind of independence or anything like that, uh, women could paint freely, uh, but in the privacy of their own home and amongst, like, intimate people. Um, But it wasn't... It wasn't allowed to be their hobby, like, like some men. <laughs> right? Yeah. They. Yeah. They. It wasn't their. Profession. No. It, it wasn't allowed to be anything more than a hobby. Yeah. It wasn't something that they could profit from, or it's not like she could go study and you know all that jazz. Right. But she mm. disagreed. Oh, did she? Yeah. Thank uh, God. I know, right? Um. So she was. Born in a predominantly female household, her Mm. father died two months before she was born. Mm, Baby girl. Yeah. And um, so she was raised by her mother and her, um, like, a few aunts. And her mother ran a tea shop in Kyoto. Yeah, and so the Japanese art of tea is, like, a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, like, a lot of refined clientele, and it was sort of the cultural, one of the cultural hubs of Kyoto. And so at age 12, Shoen was drawing in the corner of the shop, and the customers, even then, even at that really young age, were commenting on the beauty of her drawings and how deftly she was um, drawing figures. Mm. So. Um, so the, by the time she was 15, she was, like, um, already exhibiting some of her work. Mm. Um, she was winning awards, working on commissions, and, like, um, and she was selling her 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 paintings. She was actually able to do that. Um, yeah, to, she sold one of her paintings, The Beauty of Four Seasons, to the Duke of Connaught. Mm. Yeah, and so this was what kind of propelled her into celebrity in yeah. Kyoto at the time. And um, she also exhibited in the at the World's Fair, the World's Clubbing Exhibition of oh, 1893. Crazy. Yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, How so, interesting. Yeah, her pre- professor, or I like think like a teacher or something, came up to her and asked her if she wanted to exhibit a few drawings, and she did, of course. Oh. Yeah, you know who else was working 
the World's Fair. Oh. H.H. Holmes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm, yeah. Oh, God. World's first uh, modern urban serial killer. Oh, no, how exciting. <laughs> they were both wow, there. Wow, they were both there at what the a, same time. Small world. What a world. But, um... Easy. Yeah, so, 1894... Joanne worked under, like, a few really prominent Japanese artists of the time um, who were all men, because women couldn't do that then. Right. Um, so one of them was Kono... Konobari... Um, B-A-I-R-E-I, um, a Japanese painter and book illustrator and teacher who was one of the... He was a master of ukiyo-e uh, paintings and... Kachoe works, which are bird and flower paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, but he died right after the year after that he started working with Shoen. Um, and so she studied under his successor, Takeuchi Seho, um, who's one of the founders of Nihange genre, um, which is what Shoen primarily painted under this genre. Um, which is Japanese paintings of the Meifei period um, that employed traditional media and techniques and emerged as a rejection of Western-style oil painting. So going back to Japanese traditions as opposed to being whitewashed. Right. Essentially. Um, and so he was really young, though, um, but she still studied under him. And then in 1900, when she was 25, um, she won her first national award, sponsored by the Japan Fine Arts Academy and Japan Painting Association. So she's doing things. She's doing it. Yeah, she's yeah. like had the opportunities to um, work under these really amazing artists of the time, and she's really talented yeah. and she works really hard. Right. Um, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice to hear. Um, so, Shoen entered the Kyoto Perfunctory, Perfunctual Art School, where she studied Chinese-style landscapes. Mm, I was wondering. Under Suzuki Shonen. Yeah, because I was like, this looks Chinese. This yeah. waterfall. So, his style is very um, influenced by Chinese paintings. Mm. Um, so, like, lots of... Um, monochromatic tones, landscapes primarily, and they're a little bit larger Mm. than um, the Japanese works of the time. Uremura also studied the Kano school of painting, um, which started in the 15th century and dominated up until 1896. Um, The style was heavily influenced by Chinese painting, but developed into a more colorful and firmly outlined style of large paintings. She also studied uh, the school of Sheshu painting, um, which was from 1402 to 1506 and was most prominent... the most prominent Japanese master of ink and wash during the Muromaki period of rule. Um, again, it's like a lot of emperors ruling over... So basically, homegirl knows her shit. She knows. She studied a she, lot. She, like, really fucking studied the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, a lot of this is, like, influenced by um, traditional Chinese paintings and traditional Japanese paintings, and so she learned a little bit of everything. And so this, during this period, the Muromaki period. It was a lot of, like, really huge 50-foot scrolls um, depicting the Four Seasons, which would come up in her work a lot. Um, The teacher she was working under, Suzuki, was um, a big influence in her work. 
So Suzuki was impressed with Udomura, and so he gave her the first syllable-ish of his own pseudonym, which was Shonen. Um, so that's why she, where the word, where her name Shonen comes from, because she was born Udomura soon. <coughs> Um, and so at the school, at the Kyoto Painting School, um, it was very traditional in that, like, women still didn't have as many opportunities as the male students. And so um, they weren't allowed to practice figure painting until later in their years. But Suzuki allowed Udamura to paint figural works in his private studio. <laughs> which is like this I feel like older men taking advantage of their younger female mentees and oh, students it's so cliche happens all it's, the fucking time it's so cliche so it, it was rumored that they were having a relationship which they both <laughs> thoroughly deny alright um, but then homegirl Shoen gets knocked up mm-hmm. she has a son in which she never names the father. And then later on, she has, um, she gives birth to a daughter and again doesn't name the father. So basically, she's having an affair with her tutor. <laughs> basically. I, so she had this baby and she had her first baby. I wonder what that meant, like, culturally. I mean, she was raised by a single mother. Yeah, so. but, like, for her to have... To, like, never name the father. Right, yeah. I wonder. What does that mean? I know. Mm. Interesting. I mean, she had, like, even after this point, she had, like, a, a, a successful career for her time. Yeah, it's like no one judged her. Uh, yeah, I hope so. <clears throat> All right, we don't know much, That's but... That's what I hope for her. It seems like the Japanese people did not judge her. <laughs> right. I mean, who's to... Who to, What do we know? What do we We weren't know? there. We yeah. weren't sitting in those cafes. But, um, tea shops. Tea shops. Would I say cafe? Yeah, cafe. I mean, cafes of their time, I guess. The only thing have like culturally happening in our cafes is like dudes in beanies writing their screenplays. I know. Baristas. Baristas. <laughs> With tattoos or whatever. Right. Um, Beautiful. So, yeah, so she had this baby. Um, two. Two babies. These two babies. Her son later went on to have a successful art career himself. And her grandson. Just a legacy of artists. Legacy. Ain't nobody give birth to a girl. She had a daughter. Son and a daughter. How come the daughter? Later on. Um, Artist. But yeah, so for her own career, Shoen used her training, interest in woodblock printing, and then her studies of older painting styles to develop new techniques and compositions. Um, and she painted a lot, as we said earlier, in the Bijinga style um, of beautiful women. Um, Japan, as well as the rest of the world, was going through a period of upheaval during this time, like the 1900s. And she lived through... 1949 through World War II. Like, she was in the... She was up in the ship. Um, She was older, but she worked up until her death. Mm -hmm. And um, many artists began producing Western-influenced oil works, but Shoen, kind of her... Stayed to this Nihonge style, this traditional Japanese style of, like, silk and woodblock prints. Um, And she was consistent. And she applied to a lot of government-funded exhibitions and um, sponsored events. So she was, like, very... She was a lot about nationalism. 
And she, even though she worked in this, like, male-dominated field of depicting beautiful women, I think she likes to accentuate their, the fashion. Like, her, the robes that she gave them are beautiful. I know, the fabrics are just incredible, the coloring. Yeah, so, like, this, there's one in particular, Firefly, from 1913, that I think is really nice. There's an animal in here, by the way, guys. That's my dog. It's not us. Crying. <laughs> I know. We he, he wants us to pet him. We're not sighing. It's it's Bartleby. <laughs> oh shit, am I She she did a lot like with the seasons of the year and her women were always pretty active in their scenes rather than just standing there and looking beautiful. It's super interesting that like Art Nouveau like made its way to Japan. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Cuz this is very Art Nouveau, obviously. Yeah, I mean like beautiful women mm-hmm. like really elaborate fabrics like, like super minimal palette but still like super strong colors right central figures with not a lot of background right, right. um and yeah like very watery i think a lot of western art nouveau was influenced by japan and yeah the, you know like and the <laughs> other way around like fucking muka gross right right oh for sure it feels like maybe art nouveau i wonder what like the time what year did art nouveau start uh like the 1880s 90s Mm. yeah and i mean like if we talk about if we're thinking about japanese art like the elements were always really important like the like everything was about flora and fauna and landscapes and water and air and like that's what a lot of art nouveau is about Mm You know, why people stealing from the minorities always. Um, But yeah, so she, her works were very pure and like she had an affection for her, um, for her women, I think. (laughs) It was a lot less about the male gaze. Um, And then the subjects were, of course, outwardly beautiful, but she was giving, trying to give a deeper meaning to her subjects. Um, And there was always a light, a light touch and intricate detail um, and, like, elaborate fabrics, like we said, and, like, historical significance. And there's one in particular that's, like, really speaks to this um, care, I think, is the firefly that we mentioned, like, briefly a second ago. Mm-hmm. But, like, but really, she's wearing a beautiful blue robe and she's tying up a... Like a mosquito net, it looks like. I don't know what that is, right? Yeah, or like a screen. It's a very, like, opaque, like, piece of fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what she's tying up. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder... One of her arms is behind it. Yeah. And, like, the... There's still blue back there, but it changes colors. Yeah, like, it's, it's a care it's for like the... It's, super see-through. Yeah. And it's very, yeah, like, delicate, and she's, like, gazing over at a firefly. It's really beautiful. Yeah, very nice. As it flies down by her feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so nice. This one's great. It's a good one, yeah. And, and it's, I don't know. Influenced by Art Nouveau or the other way around, but um, she was definitely exposed to a little bit of Western art in her studies. Right. I think is why she went away from that into the Nahanga style. Um, so, of her Bijinga paintings and woodblocks, uh, Uramura said... Is that how you pronounce it? Bijinga? Is it? I think so. I think that's what we looked up. Okay, go. 
Um, <laughs> she says, uh, never once did I paint a work with the expectation that it would be a fine work as long as the woman depicted was beautiful. My earnest hope is that all my works are like fragrant jewels, always with a sense of fresh purity, never with even an iota of vul- of the vulgar. Aww. Yeah, so everything, just like... That's so precious. She's very, yeah, like delicate and mm-hmm. pure. There's no vulgarity. There's no, like, none of these are even, like, outwardly erotic. Like, they're beautiful women, but they're always, like, draped in so many layers of, like, really beautiful, fine fabrics. Right. And then, yeah, like, there's one um, flower basket from 1915 that has, like, just, like, elements of, like, swirling flower petals in the, the colors. air. It's just, like, the contrast. Right, these, so like, nice. deep maroons. Yeah, with like a pet with pastels. Yeah, like she's combining like the oddest colors. I love it. Me too. Even the firefly is like a like a blue robe and then a like olive green screen. My favorite one is Daughter Miyoki from nineteen fourteen. Yeah, which is what is it of? Um. So. This is a painting she did in 1914, and it's a painting of... So, it's a painting of Akizuki Miyuki, the heroine... I fucking It's love adorable. That. Like that name. Akizuki Miyuki. Oh, my God! Which is... So yeah, it means... I think means... Akizuki means daughter. And then Miyuki, what's that mean? Her name. I think it's her name. Does it mean anything? Um, I don't think so. Well, Akizuki Miyuki was a heroine... Uh, a heroine. Yeah. She was a heroine. <laughs> You're like heroin to me. You know that song? <laughs> you know that song? <laughs> Sonic Youth. Any any oh youth heads out there? No. <laughs> no. no. So hey. she was a heroine of the Jorui drama. What is that? Of the Jorui? I think it's like a type of play. Oh, it's like an actual drama. Yeah, it's like a drama. In this story, Mayuki is about to be attacked by a bandit while gazing at fireflies. She has a thing with fireflies, she huh? She does. I think it's about the like the creature aspects, and they're like cute, and they're like delicate. Mm-hmm. The the wings are delicate. Oh, um, Miyuki means can mean beautiful snow, deep snow, beautiful fortune, mm-hmm. beautiful happiness. Ooh, mm-hmm. super cute. Um, so in the story, Mayuki or Miyuki is about to be attacked by a bandit. What bandit? A bandaid. A giant. <laughs> by a bandaid. <laughs> oh, wow. This is crazy. Uh, by a bandit while gazing at fireflies. And we've established that that is a common um, element in her works. Um, but she's saved by oh, Miyagi. Miyagi. Asahuro. What? Asahuro, As- I think. Asahuro. Asihuro. So she falls in love with her hero, Miyagi, and gives Miyuki a fan with poetry, expressing his love written on it. Aww. In the painting, Miyuki is looking at the fan and sensing someone coming, and quickly hides the fan up her sleeve. So cute! It's adorable. So yeah, she's like in this... Sort of like peachy pink robe. Whoa, I'm super feeling all of this. And she like, yeah, is like clutching her sleeve close to her chest. It's really cute. And again, like most of her heroine, it's heroines, it's just a figure with not a lot of background. Um, 
in like a really elaborate dress. Very nice. It's beautiful. Oh my god, it's so gorgeous. And uh, so from 1917 to 1922, she sort of enters a slump um, and refuses to participate in exhibitions. And there's very little work to speak of during this period. So it's hard Hmm. to say. I think um, she may have lost her mom during this time. Oh, interesting. Hard to say. Um, Who knows? But that'll do it. But yeah, yeah. And her, also her children were getting older. Her first child was born in 1902, so he would have been like 15 at this time. It's a hard age. Right, right, right. She's a mom. She's a mom. I get Yeah. Yeah. So, but then in 1924, she comes back fucking strong. Nice. Um, yeah, she returns to the art world by exhibiting, um, Yanguife, um, at the fourth exhibition of Imperial Academy of Fine Arts. Um, and the painting is of a beautiful woman who lived in the Tang Dynasty in China. Um, and according to legend, she was so beautiful that the emperor fell madly in love with her and abandoned his country, which fell into disarray. <laughs> Um, and the painting is in the painting, the princess, um, has just gotten out of a bath. Um, it's huge. It's a lot more ambitious in size than most of her works. Um, and it's, yeah, like a woman, uh, with sort of a robe exposed. Mm -hmm. Like you can see some nipples in this, which is pretty. definitely a little more, it's. But not sensually. Like, there's a young child, like, tying up her hair. Yeah. I think it's just more intimate than a lot of the other works. Um, But still, like, she has an elaborate robe on, and there's a screen partially obscuring the child. Um, So she's a little more opaque than the princess. Mm. It's beautiful. It's very beautiful. And I think it's uh, also interesting that this is... Like, in the interaction of a woman and a child. Right, right. Which it comes into play a lot with her work, but not until later in her career. Not really until after this slump of hers. Um, and in the 30s, Shoan was primarily depicting famous female characters in no plays, N-O-H, um, which were all performed by men at the time. It's like Shakespeare. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Uh, oh. Oh. Interesting. Oh, oh interesting. Uh-huh. I mean, there we go. We got our sound bite. <laughs> That's all we need. Oh, okay. Right. Um, yeah, so even though they were all de- performed by men, she still depicted these female characters using female models as a reference, um, which I think can indicate how she felt about women's Where, rights. Yeah, for sure. In minor ways. But she, again, wanted to express not only their physical beauty, but their feelings and their emotions. And so No was a really popular form of play. I think it was done in five acts. And then one of the acts was humorous, but it was mostly drama. It was a lot of drama. Um, And No means skill or talent and is a major form of classical Japanese musical drama and is often based on tales from traditional literature with a supernatural being transformed into a human form as a hero narrating the stories. And there's a lot of masks and costumes and dances and stylized emotions and gestures. So I think real over the top. Right. Um, This shit's popping. 
Right. Right. Um. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Sure. So her, what's considered her masterpiece, she made in 1936, um, which is Joe No May, um, and is a painting of a no character. Um, it's impeccably executed. There's, like, a sense of, like, regalness and majesty. And then, again, central figure, minimal, no background at all, basically. But that yeah. dress, dude. I know, it's everything. She got the ombre down pat. <laughs> there is <laughs> quite the ombre. Quite the ombre. We got the clash of the colors. We got some pattern clashing. I mean, that scarlet yeah. is wild. It's everything. And there's, like, a little hint. Maybe she'll learn this from her mentor, um, Suzuki, but, like, there's, like, some golds in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's some bronzy-looking, like, elements to this, for sure. And it really pops. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like a and woman... And the position she's in is just so interesting, too. It's a pretty powerful yeah, position. Yeah, it's, like, delicate, but also very strong. Because it's a woman holding out a fan with just one hand and Yeah, but the way she's holding it, it looks like she's about to stab somebody with it. <laughs> right? Like, she's super aggressive with it, but I like it. Her face is she's like staring forward has the fan in hand ready to like attack Doesn't ready to slice a, Doesn't slice a person yeah I, I swear her so. other hand is clenched too and I think this plays into what we were talking about earlier is that she is depicting these traditional beautiful women but she's giving them agency mm. in a way that uh, men weren't treating these subjects right right cause men are trash garbage um, oh, is it oh, time shit. for a for a fuck men? Oh yeah, we haven't done one at all. We haven't. There have been a lot of we men in our story too, right? Yeah, just Go the one it. guy who I think was too old and may have died. I know. We don't know enough. Uh, poor Suzuki. But um, still, but still, he probably took advantage of her. Um, yeah. Also, fuck men. <laughs> but um, sort of like her other depictions, she's still quiet and still. Like a very serene image. Mm. Even though she, yeah, she might be ready to slice somebody. Yeah, for sure. Um, and she starts painting, I mean, more and more. She's exhibiting again in the 1930s. She's doing more nationalistic things. Um, so a lot about, like, Japanese culture, like, um, women doing their part for um, the workforce Essentially, so like women repairing screens and doing household chores, um, and then she also did like mother and child scenes, like really intimate. Um, there's a good one from 1934, mother and child, with like an intricate like a uh, screen behind the a woman holding a baby. Yeah, it looks like, like a heavenly, heavily, heavily patterned screen she so these scenes these mother and child scenes that she painted a few of them they were um scenes that from her memory of her time with her mom her own childhood memories oh that's really sweet yeah so she seems like such a nice person right very like mommy probably yeah like maternal yeah she's like maternal and she seems like very probably really intelligent really hard working she seems like a a chill person to hang out with yeah for sure or um, like to like sit and like get advice from 
Yeah. And I'm like, drink some tea mm. and like just show her. I need advice. Oh no, show in. Where you at? I'm a mess. Me too. So in 1941. Where's your syllabus? Oh, that's why. Where's the syllabus? I mean, um, my detailed notes. Um, she was appointed the court painter to the Imperial Household Agency, which is impressive. Where are Um, we? (laughs) (laughs) Where are we on this plane of existence? Or the mic either? Ure Mura became um, a member of the Imperial Art Academy, and then a few years later. She was appointed a court painter to the Imperial Household Agency. That's a big deal, huh? It's a big fucking cool. I don't know what a court painter. I know, right? But it sounds like I think she was probably a lot of responsibility, like family portraits, right? Of like royalty. I think, yeah, I think that or like really specific commissions too. Yeah, and she got paid like. A bunch of monies. Oh, yeah. She was making it. I hope so. Wow. Um, but she... Yeah, so during World War II, she really supported nationalism um, and then works like Twilight and Late Autumn, like I said earlier, um, really depicted like women doing their part for... I'm <laughs> <laughs> just dropping the nose. Lips it over. Okay, go. Um, doing their part for the war effort and like taking over... Uh, responsibilities. Um, but so she was in her fucking 60s nice. during World War II and she went to the war zone in China at the invitation of the Japanese government as um, sort of like propaganda to show because she was a fucking celebrity. I mean, yeah. she was a court painter. Um, and so it was propaganda to show the people that things were going well and everything was fine. Um, so one of these works um, which is called Late Autumn, is of a woman mending a sliding paper door. Um, and this is also from a childhood memory of her mother um, fixing a child a screen door by herself because she was raised by a single mom. Right. Yeah, so she had to do things like that. Um, and still very delicate, like a lot of affection shown for the subject. And it's just, it's a really cool piece too because you get like, it's just like a blue rectangle and surrounded by brown like two two different shades of blue right and it's just it's like a you don't get a you understand what's going on without a lot of context right and it's just a different type of image like it's not something you would typically think to see yeah my mark of genius mark of genius (laughs) genius um but i mean sadly uh during in 1948, in February, she was evacuated from Kyoto to the suburbs of Nara. Um, there were, you know, you remember the the Hiroshima? Yeah. Oh, that that little thing. That whole, you know, you remember that? You know, oh, that one. The you know mass murder perpetrated by America. Oh, no big deal. Um, oh my God, the CIA come after us. It's fine. Um, uh, but in the post-war period, she was the first woman ever to receive the prestigious Order of the Cultural Merit, which we said kind of at the top of the episode, um, from the Japanese government. But only a year later, um, at age 74, Udomura Shoen died in her cottage in the mountains uh, from a cancer. Not a whole lot of specifics, but um, her son, Shuk, and her grandson, Achu- Achu- 
sushi became at sushi um became artists so she uh she bestowed upon them a deep appreciation legacy yeah and uh yeah, she paved the way for the women that came after her. I'm curious to see what her son and her grandson, like, what their style of painting is. So we can put one on the Instagram, but this, the peacock, yeah. um, that very oh. last one, that's one of her shuoko uramuras, uh, peacock displaying his wings. Um, it's like, it's sort of like his mom's work, like very minimal, just a peacock. This is Shuk's In the work? center. Shuoko. Shuoko. Yeah. Wait, then who's Shuk? Oh, I think I just misspelled that. <laughs> Uh, the first time, but uh, <laughs> it was I wrote these this part of the notes at three a.m. Yeah, I'm like so. we shook then. I'm like we what? Uh, yeah. So she was also commemorated on postage stamps, which ooh my face also a big deal. Love a good lately. Um, but yeah, she. Oh shit! Am I yawning in this? I think you did. You just yell. I yeah. think so. You did. Cut you the are. shit out. All right, I'll cut that out. Oh my god, I probably sound like I'm laying down. All right, you are laying down. I'm sweating. So <laughs> before I die of heat stroke, we'll we'll see you later. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. No. Um. Yeah. So Uramura Shoen was a was a beautiful, fantastic artist. Female artist. 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 Um, yeah, she did a lot for for her people. Yeah. But um And her work is awesome. Very cool. Very so good. Delicate, intricate. It's like illustration. It's very illustrative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, like you can see it's her influence. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There's like no shading happening, it's just color. In comic books yeah. and manga and stuff. Very um, nice. But yeah, she's badass. Super badass. A badass in a quiet way. Right. Delic in a delicate way. In a delicate way. Yeah. Um, single mom, raised by a single mom. Right. Good good for her. Get it. Get it. Fuck man. Right. Um but follow us on Instagram. Oh yeah, that's right. At the broad art broadcast. The art broadcast. The at the art broadcast. Because we know what our podcast is called if you're here i think you maybe do i know maybe not um t-h-e so yeah follow us whatever like us thank you rate review subscribe 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 i'm not even drunk i know yet i'm just gonna go to bed after i just you're like i'm just fucking with you so fucking tired um yeah thanks so much for listening okay uh, see you guys catch you on the flip okay okay fucking okay all right (laughs) yell at me bye (laughs) Bye. do it do it